Now, this week, I thought I would mix things up a little bit and have a break from my story of last year and instead talk about my massive win on Saturday, the 28th of January, 2023. 2023, that's right, isn't it? Mainly as my second cousin, who I stayed with when I was in London, requested a podcast telling him all about my walk and what I did. And he's really enjoying listening to these. And thanks again to letting me stay at yours. So as you asked for it, here it is. Now, I travelled up in the car on Friday night to his house, leaving at 10am. The traffic wasn't too bad. The crazy Friday traffic is not what it used to be before the pandemic. Yeah, it was busy on the M25 when I got there, and I did end up going down the A3 instead. But apart from that, the usual congestion on the M6 around Birmingham, it was a good journey. I stopped at the services on the M40, popped into Marks and Spencers and bought a spinach falfel, I think that's how you pronounce it, wrap, 513 calories. And I bought some Belgian chocolate cashew nuts, an 85 gram pack, which took me two minutes to eat and was a massive 450 calories. I didn't actually enjoy the cashew nuts that much. And this is nearly the same calorie intake as the wrap and also of one meal. Empty calories that my trainer Joe was always talking about. So I made a note to myself not to buy the cashew nuts again. When I arrived at my cousin's, I parked in his driveway and unpacked all my bags while he opened the door and we said hellos. And I said, don't worry, I really am only staying for a couple of nights. He wanted to know more about a couple of stories in my podcast. And it was nice to hear that he had been listening to them and was getting something out of them because that's actually what they're all about. And I popped over to the local shop and picked up some hot chocolate, opting for the low calorie option this time. Still a bit cross with myself for eating the Belgian chocolate cashew nuts after all the walks I've been doing, about 35 miles a week. I seem to think that it's okay to start eating chocolate again when it's not. And I'm trying to lose two stone in weight this year. And at the end of month one, I haven't really managed to lose any I'd set myself up to eat 1,900 calories a day. I think that is too many. And the only way I managed to lose any weight last year was to eat salad all the time. But then I felt really dizzy and lightheaded, so I couldn't keep that up. So I started eating more and put weight back on. Anyway, I heard Chris Evans talking about Tasha and her soups last week. So I think that might be the option for me. Porridge in the morning, soup at lunchtime. Then now I have located my dad's soup maker and had some training on how to use it. Then I think maybe I could eat, have a soup at lunchtime and maybe snack related. I'll have an egg rather that's high in protein rather than some chocolate. Now, before I set off on the Friday, I had walked Pippa in the morning before driving down. I didn't want to do too much exercise ahead of the half marathon. So we just went to the woods for our mile walk. And then I spent the evening on Friday when I arrived at my cousin's rewriting and editing some more of my podcast and preparing my Cook with Catherine's videos. The feedback from my cousin is more videoing of the food, less of you, which I can do. I woke up at 4am. I wasn't that tired after the drive and I think I'm used to getting a lot more exercise now, which really helps me to sleep. I got up about 7.30 in the morning on the Saturday, showered, had breakfast and headed off to London about nine o'clock. I got the train to London Bridge and did a bit of filming, which I can use on social media at some point this week. Then I got the tube to the Oval, arriving about 10am, and my start time was 11am, so loads of time to get through registration. I registered, took some photos, then went and had a look at a couple of charity stands. Now, I've done stand promotion before to sell membership, 
and you have to be in front of the table, not behind it, as the table creates a barrier between you and whoever you are talking to. And neither people spoke to me, so I just walked away from them. I don't remember anything about the charities, so I won't be mentioning them in my podcast or on my RTC radio breakfast show. Instead, I'll be mentioning Magic Breakfast, who I was stood with and noticed their bright orange t-shirts, and St Mungo's Charity for the Homeless. As I walked part of the walk with a guy who was walking for that charity, and he was a fellow chocoholic. Now, I had a cup of coffee before the registration, or after registration, before the walk started, and a couple of biscuits, but I opted for the lower calorie Jaffa cake and a ginger nut. I did dunk the ginger nut, and it was a survivor. We then called, recalled to the start, and we were standing in by our QR code on our lanyards, which had our names and details of which walk we were doing. I'd already pinned the number card to the back of my rucksack as well, and we were given instructions about what direction to take. Anyone walking east was to turn right, and anyone walking west was to turn left. There was a chance to jump on the stage to have your photograph taken, so I hopped up all on my own and had a few pictures taken, not something that I would normally have done. However, when I looked at the photos on my phone this morning, I realised I look a bit like Humpty Dumpty, so... I'm going to have to enter a half marathon run now in a few more four months time and have to push myself to train for that as well just so I can try and lose a little bit more weight. Now I'll need to do a run with a social group each weekend and do a 5k run in February and a 10k run in March and I'll be booking these already this morning with the aim of doing a full marathon this year and I'm already going on a marathon ready retreat at the end of March with which has inspired me into entering all the competitions in the first place of running and walking because I needed to get fit for it because I'm going to have to run. Um, But the new me needs to be more fitter and more healthier. And I want people to look at me in a dress and say, wow, she looks amazing. And then I'll be finding a ball to go to, right? And when I'm looking at that point, and then I know that I'll be happy with who I am. Well, happier anyway. We then did a few fitness exercises before we started just to warm us up as it was a really cold day. I had my gym leggings on under my jeans. I was planning on taking my jeans off before we started our work, but it was really cold, so I just left them on. I had a sandwich in my rucksack for when I got hungry and a Cadbury's cream egg for the finish. Yeah, not eating chocolate, that's going well. A group group of mixed and east-west walkers set off at 11am. I headed left and the route was very clearly marked, all the way around with bright pink and yellow markers. I looked for the first ones following the crowd. I set off at a good pace. I knew that I walked on average three miles per hour and I wanted to make sure I could keep up that for the whole way round because I had a target of four and a half hours in mind to walk it and I just wanted to make sure that I achieved that target. But I didn't want to walk too fast too soon and tire halfway round. So the first section was going through streets then we went along the river for a bit. Seeing the first two kilometre mark on the lamp paste was a great feeling. My hamstrings were feeling a bit tight, but I knew from my trainer Joe's information previously that they'd stretch out the more I walked. So I just pushed myself through it. As I had done so much walking around London for so long last January, I already knew that I could do this because I'd already done it before. And I think that when you're competing in an event such as this, If you think you can't do it, then you won't. But with all my confidence building and using mindfulness, I now realise I can do this 
and because I have a positive mindset, I know anything is achievable. The walk along the river is really nice along the Thames and off-road and then we went around Battersea Power Station and then around Battersea Park. There were so many people out and about running and walking as there's so many really lovely parks in London. Sometimes I think that because only bad news is told about London, incidents of stabbings, that makes you think that the place is a bit scary. But that's not the case at all in reality. And then we headed back along the river and I managed to unload my rucksack and get some juice out and drink it without stopping, keeping in mind that my old trainer Joe had said to drink regularly. We had a hard copy of the map to follow and I could see that we were heading along the river as far as Putney Bridge and crossing over the checking point and the rest point was in Fulham. Then we were past Chelsea Harbour and then back along the river before crossing over back to the Oval. Now a few people passed me on one stretch but I was competing against myself to get the time that I wanted. I wasn't really bothered about anyone passing me. I was just focusing on me and what I wanted to achieve without worrying about what other people were doing. When I saw the bridge for Putney Bridge Tube Line, it was a great sign. And then I could see Putney Bridge just past it. And that was the 10 kilometre mark. In total, it was just over 20 kilometres. So I was nearly halfway. I didn't feel too tired either. I still had lots of energy. So I would just continue to do what I was doing at the pace I was going at. And we went through a bit by Putney Bridge and then over the bridge. An Irish woman had joined me for a bit, asking me all sorts of questions about when we were stopping and where we were. I always get this. People always ask me for directions or on anything, assuming I know the answer to things. So here was this stranger asking me the same sort of thing. I just replied, I'm not sure. I think it is when we get over the bridge, but I've not done this event before. We were taken over on this stretch by a couple of marathon walkers. The speed they walk at is impressive and they flew past us. On the bridge, she was then ahead of me, the Irish lady, and I was joined by a really nice guy from North London who was walking for St Mungo's charity. We had a bit of a chat where he was from and he was looking forward to a couple of pints afterwards. Now, if you haven't heard of St Mungo's charity, they basically do work for the homeless. Now, my reward at the end was a cream egg rather than a couple of pints. And I have just had a white cream egg as well as a type this. But that's the last of those now until Easter. Again, my diet and not eating chocolate is not going well. I did overhear a conversation on my walk. A woman who had been married for 10 years and had been a housewife and had clearly decided that she'd had enough of that life and was going to show whoever it was that she could do more. And I thought, good on you for that. You go, girl. And when I reached the halfway point, I seemed to have found an extra gear. I'd left the guy from St Mungo's talking to the Irish lady and I decided not to stop at the halfway point. I didn't need any biscuits. I didn't need to go to the loo. I just wanted to keep going. So I powered on and I took over, overtook a few people, although I was also taking a man who was nearly twice my age doing the marathon walk. He was smiling at me as I went past and he was clearly extremely fit. And it was really nice to see the numbers going down on each lamppost as I walked along. I heard a couple talking about the race and the guy asked, is there something going on today? I replied, yes, there's a half marathon and a marathon walk. I thought I might as well answer you as I was passing and they both laughed and shouted good luck to me. I continued to stride on. The last park did feel longer, but 
There was no one point where I've thought, I really can't do this. I can't continue. My toe was a bit strange and I thought I should have worn socks that have no seam. That is, if you can buy socks like that, I think you can. I'm going to have to find out. But apart from that, I was okay. And even today, my hips are a bit sore and my back aches a bit. But apart from that, I'm fine. And I took my black Labrador Pippa for her usual walk this morning about a mile. Now, when I reached the 20 kilometre mark, I felt a great sense of achievement as I knew that I just had to walk over the bridge and back to the Oval. I saw a couple of marathon walkers. One lady was still going strong and flew past me. Another looked as though she wished she'd just gone for the half marathon walk and I did feel really sorry for her. And I said, we're nearly there now, as I walked past. It was at this point I decided I was happy with the amount of training that I put in for this event. It was clearly just the right amount. And I was even able to speed up towards the finish line and to collect my medal and meal voucher, as you got a free meal at the end. I had chilli con carne, a bit of salad and a cupcake. The sit-down, though, and some very low chairs at the table to eat it was interesting, and I actually didn't think I'd be able to get back up again. I chatted to a couple of women opposite, and we swapped stories about our walks, and then headed off. I did manage to get up after all, but it was a bit of a struggle. I managed to clean the chilli as well that I'd spilt on my jeans before heading out into the wide world. And off I went to catch the tube, chatting on the way to a lady whose daughters were doing the walk in support of prostate cancer, as her husband, their father, had had it, but thankfully now had had the all clear. I got to the Oval and got on the tube with a lady from the Cotswolds who had done the marathon walk and by her own admission said... She was crazy and walked a lot of marathons. And to be honest, she did look a bit crazy. However, she did recommend the Cotswold Way, which is about 100 kilometres. I do want to do this this year. I'm not sure I'd want to do it over a a weekend. I could maybe do it over a week, though, um, and with Pippa. So I might have a look at doing that. Now, people at the tube station were looking at my medal and smiling at me, which was nice. I hopped on the tube back and decided I would drive back up to Cheshire that night instead of the next day, as I wasn't tired at all, the traffic would be lighter, and I had a lot of things to do on Sunday, including writing this podcast. The journey back was good. I did make a slight error, though. I hadn't changed my mileage to spare my car to show how much fuel was in the tank, and when I did this after the petrol light came on, just as I was at M6, about to turn off the M54, I discovered... I only had 20 miles left worth of petrol. I did manage to make it to the petrol station just off the M54 with 11 miles to spare and was told off by the elderly garage owner for letting it go that low. In another life, I would have been a lot more unlucky and I'd have run out and had to walk to the petrol station in the dark, having just walked 13 miles. I was reminded of the time that I'd got the train to London at about 6.30am Spent all day at the London Book Fair on my feet, walking around, talking to customers, before hobbling back to Euston in agony, only to discover that all trains from Euston had been cancelled after a fire on a train at Leighton Buzzard. And I had to make my way to St Pancreas and get a train to Derby and then on to Crewe. Fortunately, a guy who worked for the rail company looked after me and made sure that I got the right train back. And I did get home eventually that evening, although much later than expected. And it was a note to myself as well, 
make sure you take sensible shoes. Pippa was really excited to see me when I got back. She generally spends her days with me. And as I'm reading, as I'm recording this now, she's currently fast asleep on the bed. And mum had sent me a photo of her lying in the hallway, which she never does. So I can only assume that she was waiting for me to get back. She had, however, had a busy day as mum and dad had taken her to the woods and then she'd gone across the road to play with her mum, her brother and her sister. That's Barley, Ollie and Rosie. And she came away with a reindeer horn, which she'd been chewing then for the rest of the night and has now managed to drop on mine and mum's feet several times. <laughs> so this morning, on reflection, how well did I do? I came 17th out of 263 people. And instead of the getting four and a half hours for the walk, I did it in three hours, 39 minutes and 32 seconds. And I've decided now to enter a half marathon run. I can run about five kilometres in 30 minutes now. So I expect to be able to complete a half marathon in 2.5 hours, given the correct training. But I'll set myself a target of three hours, just in case I have to have some walks in between, which I know will be achievable. And I booked my first half marathon in May. I've also entered a 5k for this month in February and a 10k for the beginning of March. So I'll start my training for that this week. I'm also due to go on a marathon ready retreat in March with some marathon experts. And I'm really looking forward to it because we've already started chatting on the WhatsApp. And I'll be looking at entering a marathon, maybe in October, but we'll see. And it will certainly help with my ambition of looking good in a dress for a ball at Christmas. Let's just hope I don't get COVID like I did last year. And if you're thinking about walking a half marathon, then the next part is about my training preparation for it. I did a lot of walking last year, so I am fairly fit, just a bit overweight. And I started my training for this event in December. I was walking three miles a day with Pippa for a week over Christmas And then when I was in Tenerife, I was walking three hours a day. Now, I did get COVID over Christmas, so I had to take it a bit easier. Then in the January, I read Ant Middleton's book, Mental Fitness, 15 Rules to Strengthen Your Body and Mind. And after reading that, I thought I can achieve anything. So in January, I started to write a book called How to Lose Two Stone in a Year, which is an actual diary of each day, how my food intake was and how much training I did, along with some other snippets of information about what I've been getting up to. And when I did my calculations at the beginning of January on how long it would take me, based on how long it would take take me to walk three miles, I realised I had made a note that it would take me six hours to do the half marathon walk, based on how long it had taken me to walk seven and a half miles in January. And my training plan was doing shorter walks Three days I was working, so a mile in the morning, one mile in the evening, then longer walks on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And the one thing I did notice was that I was able to do three miles in the dark in the evening, as well as a three or four mile walk in the morning. But I was having my three rest days each week. And I also made sure that I was eating healthily, lots of veg, some fruit, fish, drinking plenty of water. And I did read somewhere on an NHS site that if you do want something then have it, just allow for the calories in your daily allowance. So I've done this and it means I've found a way to eat a little bit of chocolate, so I'm very happy. And I did two days where I walked nine miles back to back, split over two walks and one difficult seven and a half mile walk along part of the Standstone Trail. But I didn't attempt to do anything longer than that 
as it's about your overall fitness and the more regular exercise you get, the easier it becomes to do more. And today is day two of recovery. I'm just adding this bit in before recording this podcast for later on today. My back does still feel a bit sore. My legs are okay. I did have a soak in the bath last night, which helped. And I was able to do a four mile walk today, just not quite as quickly as I usually would have. And I will take Pippa out later on. So that'll be nearly five miles I walked today. And then I'll do two miles for the next three days before going on a short run on Friday morning as I have another walking event this weekend. So I guess my advice is if you want to go and walk a half marathon, just start getting out there and start walking and just build it up slowly and you'll get there. You'll do it.